Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you doing today Cameron? I am doing wonderfully as you can imagine as we've just been announced into lockdown but otherwise I'm doing fantastic. Right, right. You know, I, I, I'm doing wonderfully because we're doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> a bit of context for those of you listening and potentially listening in the future. Uh, the UK has recently just gone into another lockdown, which is expected to last to till mid-February. So everyone's a bit upset about that. And, you know, uh, these are dark times, there is no denying, one might say. Uh, Our world faces no greater threat than it does today. Exactly, exactly. Uh, nonetheless, there is much joy to be found in film. And uh, we hope to impart some of that joy with you today by looking at top 10 lists for 2020. It has been quite a year 2020, hasn't it? In a word, what would you say? It's been abysmal on all counts. Uh, <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> um, cinemas shut down mm-hmm. like March. And so we've been forced to watch, apart from Tenet, everything else that's been released on Netflix, Apple or Disney or Amazon. Um, so we got all the good films out in the first two months and ever since then it's been drip feeding the semi-decent films out from the streaming services as and when so yes and as such you will find that alice and my list in particular are abnormal shall we say in that while mine is a top 10 list one has got to remember you know einstein's great insight everything is relative and just because something makes it onto my list uh, this does not mean that it is necessarily a phenomenal film or a film that, you know, blew me away. There have been, uh, for example, last year, there were a lot of contenders, a lot of, I, you know, I had a whole bunch of honourable mentions uh, mm-hmm. and I was struggling to decide which 10 I would, you you know, put on my list. And all 10 I felt were, were very solid films, whereas this yeah. this year there is a... A significant drop in quality towards the end of the list i i, I presume that's been your uh it's uh, you've had probably something of a similar experience uh in a way i mean i i watched 31 new films this year wow. yeah. um actually more but some of them weren't 29 2020 films some 20 2019 or older films but i watched over 30 new films so i actually had quite a lot um but even today that list has changed for me Ooh. so exciting yeah exciting now i yes i think that's a good point i just uh, a sort of footnote here before we go into things we have allowed for documentary films to be considered part of this list simply because my list in particular was growing quite thin uh <laughs> and because it's been obviously quite an, an exceptional year with a lot of online releases the other thing is that there are certain films uh one film in particular which we won't name that were released later in the uk or had a partial release and then released more properly or extended release kind of later and we have 
And given that that kind of straddled 2019 and 2020, we have allowed for that film, I think that's the only one that fits that category, but we've allowed that film to be classed as a 2020 film uh, for us, at least. So if anyone was going to whine about those two things, there you go. I always uh, consider it like if it was released in the UK, 2020 based on UK release is how I always see it, yeah. based on UK release. There is a film such as Wonder Woman, which... Um, it's not counted for us, even with it. I'm going to hopefully count it in 2021, even though it had a 2020 UK release date, because we're in t- in the tiers we were in, cinemas were closed and mm-hmm. locations, so we couldn't see it. And obviously, HBO Max is an American-only service. So um, things like Wonder Woman, which I, I was desperate for to see this year, um, would be a 2021 film consideration because of that's when I actually be able to see it, not the like the five cinemas in the whole country that showed it this year. Right. So there you have it. There are just some footnotes going in. Uh, and now that those are out of the way, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead with this list. So as with last year and as is tradition, Cameron is going to attempt to guess oh my, my top 10. And we're going to toss up how many he manages to guess correctly. Now, I will just say going into this, I am confident that Cameron is not going to score any higher than two. Even I, if even if I get even if I get one right, I'll be impressed with myself. Yeah, I, I have no yeah. idea going into this what <laughs> kind of put in. It's been it's been not only an obscure year, but it's been a year of disagreement, both subtle and grand, between Cameron and I. I mean. We've had some films that we've both absolutely loved. We've had some films that one of us has loved and one of us has completely disliked. And we've had some where, you know, we're, we're you know, fairly different uh, in terms of our scores. So uh, as such, I think I would be very surprised if you managed to get three or four in the correct place. I, I'm very surprised indeed. So uh, so let's have a look. Let's see. Do we have any any honourable mentions first before we before we get um, stuck into the meat? So do you know what we have some dishonourable mentions. That's that's <laughs> what we're going to call them, dishonourable mentions. And unfortunately, I feel like some of these are going to burst your bubble um, because yeah. I would imagine that some of these are probably on your list uh, <laughs> for me. So let's just go ahead and burst that. And no, no list changing, of course, full 100% honesty. Um, I think it's just important for us to have a quick eulogy for Artemis Fowl. It, it, one of the worst films ever made, yep. in my opinion, uh, released this year. But unfortunately, okay. Tenet, Tenet, oh. Tenet does not make my list. So I guess that you probably had that in ninth or tenth, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, it just it just wasn't good enough. Didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Wow. So and when you see what I've put above it, you're going to be so angry. But I've had to go by my own subjective enjoyment of this. I would just was like to say that the lighthouse doesn't make it either, unfortunately. That almost made mine. Okay. Okay. Like it. It. I genuinely like it got knocked off today. Okay. Well, there you go. The lighthouse just—it was—it was too much. It was too much for me. Very original, very interesting, um, very unsettling, but not for me. Not for me. So, with that being said, let us come to my list now. Di- what did you have in number ten? Uh, in complete honesty, I had ten. Okay. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. If you can believe it, my number ten 
is the Eurovision film. What? Yep. I... <laughs> that what was so serious. <laughs> if oh I look at this list goodness. and I just consider my experience when it came to watching the film, these various films, mm. the Eurovision film was mildly enjoyable. I found myself listening to Volcano Man quite a lot afterwards. I thought that there was some humour that landed Plenty that didn't. All but... about all the all the inaccuracy. Yes, no, there was in there was Scotland in the yeah. song contest. It's oh okay. Yeah, but for me, uh, I feel like it was enjoyable enough. To be honest, the bottom of my list is just a, a scrap <laughs> of of just awfulness. Um, and so it was either that, or it was Tenet, or it was ever. And and in terms of just actual enjoyment levels. I felt that Eurovision was mildly more enjoyable than Tenet for myself. Um, forgive me uh, for that. <laughs> I don't think I can. Well, um, oh. maybe, maybe you can <laughs> guess the next one. So, number nine, what did you have? We didn't talk about this, so I don't know. I had Mank. Dang! Correct! Yes! No! Oh, oh, come it's, on. it's a repeat come of last year. It's a repeat of last year. Mm. Oh, no. How yes. did you get that? <laughs> yep. Bang it was, on. It is a complete sound of the dark. I was like, oh, he said it was interesting, but pretentious. It's something he probably likes. It's definitely in his list. And I, wo- I watched it today, and I knew it wasn't good enough to be, like, high in the list. But it had that aspect you know the the outstanding performances and like the 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 callback to the art that really reads to you and i thought he's got to put it low but it's there and that's the only place like why couldn't you have like guessed eight or something there i just have to get it exactly right that's so annoying um okay so just a quick word on mank i because we haven't reviewed it i found this to be a pretty average film I feel like if you looked at the premise, uh, you looked at the fact that it was, you know, dealing with the history of Citizen Kane, which, you know, meant to be one of these uh, greatest of all time type films. It is a phenomenal film um, and very revolutionary for its time in terms of certain uh, camera techniques and using microphones behind ceilings and so forth. And it's 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 David Fincher, who I'm a I'm a big fan of directing. Gary Oldman, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, and overall, it was it was written really quite well. I thought I thought the humor was too dry at times. I I I, I found myself just like very very softly chuckling at some of it. But that was about it. I mean, it was it was very witty and and very clever, but I think almost perhaps a bit too dry. And I feel like it lacked a certain emotional impact that I feel it could have had. Although I I, I did quite like the ending. Uh, but overall, a, a fairly solid film. Not as good as I thought it would be, but enough to make number nine. So uh, so yeah, right. Number I'm scared now. Number eight. Um, again, like everything, everything in this is a complete shot in the dark. So I'm gonna say the trial of Chicago Seven. Ooh. Um. No. No. Oh. No. Unfortunately, not. So, 
So. <laughs> don't don't you dare say what I think you might say. No, you no. I I doubt I doubt you'll get this. Uncut gems. Really. Yeah, I thought uncut gems was really quite phenomenal. I, I did we say that in the review? I I I I. I I remember liking it a lot more than you did. Uh, you were quite put off by the by the soundtrack and and uh, and whatnot. Can I confess something to you? And I don't know if this will make it onto the podcast. Okay. I've made a mistake. Oh. I've left Trial of Chicago Seven. So, and it would definitely make it above Eurovision. So let's. Hmm. Okay. Did you forget about it? No, I had it on my list at one point, and I don't know why it disappeared. I guess in in editing the list, it slipped off. So, listeners, that is my fault. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's very 2020, though. That's very um, right, right. You know, it, right. I think it's fitting that I should have a have a um, yeah, such a, a slip. Um, so, um, do you know what? I enjoyed Uncut Gems more than I enjoyed The Trial of Chicago 7, if I'm honest. Right. Um, and so I would put it, we can say, joint bottom or 10th. So we can keep your mank guess as correct. But yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, um, relatively solid film. I think I gave it like a 7. So it was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. Just lacked kind of impact at the end. But yes, no. So uh, back to number, number eight, Uncut Gems, which I thought was... Fast-paced, funny, shocking, brilliant performance uh, from Adam Sandler. Yeah. Okay, uh, coming in at number seven, what do you reckon? Onward? Oof, not quite. Oh, dang it. Not quite. I I really enjoyed Onward. I I, I really enjoyed Onward. So number seven for me was Dark Waters. Oh, okay. So I guess you've probably got that higher up, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Dark Waters for me, number seven, solid, you know, film, a film that we really quite like, you know, real life, uh, you know, uh, drama, no, pretty solid. Uh, mm. I think this is probably throwing your whole list off kilter. Um, so number six, what did you have? That's soul. Dang. Yep. Bang yes. On. Yes. Oh, how are you doing this? Done. Mm. Yes. One that we haven't uh, fully discussed. No, we haven't actually really talked about it at all. No, I thoroughly enjoyed Soul, although it did have its issues. Mm, I'm trying. It's difficult to know whether because I haven't seen a properly good film in so long, whether I was like, <laughs> you know, it, my standards had lowered. But um, I thought it was good. I thought it got a bit. The narrative got a bit kind of complex unnecessarily at times. Um, kind of got a bit tied up with all the different, you know, great beyond and mm. before life and whatever it's called and, and uh, switching bodies. And it was a bit difficult to follow. I think uh, well, not difficult to follow, but unnecessarily complicated, but I feel like it had, um, had soul one might say. So yeah, well guessed, well guessed. Okay. So what did you have at, at number five then? I had dark waters at number five. Oh, okay. So those are switched. I had onward. Onward oh, at number five. Okay. Yeah. I again, I thought the onward was slightly co- overly complicated, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great sense of journey, 
great kind of nerdiness to it and a really hard hitting emotional ending. Um, yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal film. Mm. Okay. I'm again, I'm worried. So you've got two correct right now and we're already into the top four. So what did you have for my number four? <coughs> I Parasite. Oh, dang. You under, you underestimate the power of Parasite, my friend. Ooh. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Um, so I had a, at number four, I had Hamilton. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, something else uh, to be said here. We're including Hamilton in this. <laughs> we're including it. <laughs> Even though, again, movie questionable. Um, but because it was released, you know, um, on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, we are including it. So Hamilton, we've already reviewed it. Cameron um, is not cultured enough to like it. And uh, so. <laughs> it's overhyped. It's fine. But it is it's overhyped. It is right. not overhyped. It is every bit of hype is is real. Uh, it is. Your head. It's a masterpiece. It's well, modern it Shakespeare. Then? It's what? Uh, nothing. Just. Uh... Okay. I'm glad I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's phenomenal. It's from one of the greatest minds of the day, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, it's historically accurate in a number of subtle ways. It's moving. It's it's just, it's everything. So, um, yeah, it made it at number four. So, what did you have for number three? Did you have Hamilton as number three? No, I had David Attenborough's Life on Our Podcast. Oh, frick. Yeah, bang on. Yes. Bang on. Bang, bang on. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. A, a, a timely, beautiful piece of work. I thought it was actually surprisingly cinematic, actually, even though it was just a documentary. It, it was, it had kind of a, a great choice of music and shots and the way that um, the narrative kind of almost progressed, I thought was, was brilliant. It um you know it exhorted us to do more for our planet in a very kind of firm but not overbearing way and i think it will speak to a lot of people so uh, phenomenal film right now we have the top two and again i i know that that these are now off kilter for you so i i guess you've probably got hamilton and then uh, <coughs> yeah i've got hamilton uh, i've got hamilton at number two yeah and then we yeah certain something at, at, at number one so I guess the big question is, what is my number two? You've got to remember, amongst all of this, that Parasite was like, it, it, it blew me away. So, coming in at number two, that is Parasite. It's oh. Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, Parasite, I, I genuinely consider it a, ten, a contender for number one. Um, but number one was a... a, a a special special film but so was parasite parasite it was an experience for me i found it absolutely riveting i was completely engrossed in it from the very first second it was unlike anything i'd ever seen it was clever it was funny it was dark it was you know a comment on class it was just outrageously good and so perfectly paced and just it was a phenomenal phenomenal film um and i it it 
you know, it deserved so much of what came to it. And I'm so glad that the international community really embraced it and recognized it for the genius that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that is Parasite. And that leaves only one film. The right choice. The, the rightful heir to the throne. <laughs> yes. uh, that is 1917. I got that. We, yeah. Yeah, you guessed that correct, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. You and I kind of freaked out big time about this film, didn't we? Mm-hmm. There is something so incredible about this film. And, you know, like, hate is going to hate. People are going to say that we, we overhyped it or that, you know, I've heard all sorts since we've done that review um, about, you know, how it's nowhere near as good as either we said it was or that um you know uh people are just freaking out because of the one shot thing but it's kind of a gimmick um or that you know it it was historically inaccurate for any number of reasons and so on and so forth and the funny thing about all of that is that it's incorrect it's just (laughs) incorrect this film wasn't a film it was an experience it to, to say that and that's so obviously cliche to say but it was it was like parasite but even more so it was engrossing in a way that just kind of completely melted the barrier between kind of audience and performer i i was with them on the journey in this film mm. and i it, it's up there with some of the most emotionally moving films I've ever watched, but particularly the ending. Um, it it just hit every single note right, and the dedication that went into it, and and the the passion so clearly evident there, and the way that the one shot just worked magically. I oh, yeah, go go I mean, and, go I, go and listen to our review because we <laughs> properly freaked out about this one. Yeah, I mean I think even if you take away. Because I, I watched it recently. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime. And so even if you take away the the one-shot gimmick, the story itself is so compelling and so grounded. And the, the acting performances of... Oh. The two mm. the two guys that the, the film focuses mm-hmm. on. And to be supported by an astonishing cast... Yeah. And every little thing, like I, I reminisce when Mark Strong turns up. He's just, he's so kind of reassuring in just a few lines he says, and so hopeful and so kind of a pickup when needed, you know. And every every individual piece of that film, it, outside of the one shot thing, like if you remove it from your mind as like that's the special special thing and just focus on the story and the storytelling and the acting and everything around it it's encapsulated as as a fantastic movie regardless it doesn't rely on other things it's just a great story and that's what makes it that's why we gushed over it Mm -hmm. rightly so earlier in january because it deserves every single bit of gush and parasite was very good but 1917 was robbed in the Oscars of Best Picture. Yeah, I, I and that's going to be controversial. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I definitely enjoyed Parasite more than you did. Not that you didn't enjoy it, you, you certainly did. But I, I just, 
I, I like I say I found Parasite completely riveting. But I really enjoyed Parasite. Don't right. get me wrong. Like yeah. I I didn't I don't have any issue with Parasite. You know I, I thought it was a very good film, very shocking, twisting everything. You know very well directed. I didn't care it was foreign language either. You know that everything around it, the visualization. Mm-hmm. everything was was superb and like he made a fantastic film but it just there was something else about 1917 that just meant for me it deserved it more mm-hmm. agreed it had for it's, me it's just a that. worthy winner yeah but like yeah. i take nothing away from parasite from winning i just felt that as a piece of art 1917 was more true to an art than parasite was and it just had that that je ne sais quoi it just had that little <laughs> edge that that's specialness so yeah anyway before we start to go on another rant about uh, <laughs> about all of that before we start to lose uh, some of you uh, listeners uh, that's that's it for me that is uh, that is 2020 so how many did you guess correct then i got four out of ten <sighs> that is disgustingly good <laughs> <laughs> oh my days well my work is yeah, you have to get half of them right tomorrow when yeah. we record mine to yeah. beat me that yeah that i have my work cut out for me <laughs> i'm going to have to now i'm going to go away and meditate and get into the mind of cameron uh <laughs> so that i can try and guess cameron's list uh and yeah i'm gonna see if i can uh, get more than four I can get more than four. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. That is uh, my 2020 list. Bit of an odd one, mm-hmm. bit of a different one, but towards the top, we started to get some really high quality, really phenomenal films. So just just let's just run through that list again. You've got yes number ten. So, uh, so uh, joint ninth, we'll say Mank and Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. At number eight, we have Uncut Gems. Number seven, Dark Waters. Number six, Soul. Number five, Onward. Number four, Hamilton. Number three, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. Our Planet. There we go. <laughs> uh, uh, number two, Parasite. And number one, 1917. There we go. Let, there us, we know go. What you, let us know what you think. Yes. Have you seen them? Have you seen all those films? Um, do you agree or disagree with Paul on his list? Yes, and we'd yeah. love to hear it. Like seriously, if you think that this list is absolutely scandalous and that you know I am an insult to the art of cinema, then please let us know. We would love to hear why you think so. We would love to hear your your perspective uh, on these films. Whether you have any insights um, that we've perhaps missed or um, you know whatever, we we would we'd love to love to hear it. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and there you have it well uh next podcast will be a uh, review of cameron's top 10 films and i will be guessing which ones they are and hopefully i will be doing better than he has done today though he has set the bar really <laughs> quite quite high uh so and can you beat can you beat my wife which is a competition you have of Yes. Who can, can guess more right? Well, we'll go yes. tomorrow. Who can show their love? Uh, <laughs> so, um, yes, we will see you in the next one. See you next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.